Hey, it's so good to welcome you to Fields Church Online. And we are so pleased that you've tuned in for this message. No matter what's going on in your world right now, we pray that you come away feeling encouraged by this message. You can say something nice about me as well. <laughs> if you like, yeah, it's all right. One anointed man of God. <laughs> and he's good to me. We're learning to say... Um, You know, we often say, I love you. We're always saying it. But after Accelerate, Josh's words, don't just say you are something or other. Make it personal. So now we have to outdo each other and say, I love you, and I say, because. (laughs) And so we, we bounce things off. And I love my husband because he... He treats me like his queen. He says it, but he treats me like it as well. And, um, yeah, love you too. <laughs> okay. How many have you, of you have made plans for Christmas? Yes. Okay. How many of you do last-minute Christmas? Always a few. How many of you do long thinking about it, having present, presents wrapped by September... Um, yeah, I, yeah, I'm glad you said I think Diddley starts thinking of it in January. I know my daughter-in-law does. She, she, she thinks about Christmas next year for January. I don't. Uh, this week, I will probably think about our family Christmas. But, but plans, you know what? We have plans for all sorts of things, don't we? Yeah. And right now, we, we have plans for Christmas. But... Yesterday and this morning, God's really... Have you noticed that word plans has come out quite a lot yesterday and today? And this is what I want to speak about, is that God has an amazing plan for us. And we learnt about his plan to send Jesus. And that's so incredible, isn't it? If you think about it, God... Planned, he knows us before we were in, before time began. Did you know that plan God has a plan for yeah. each and every one of us? Yes, amen. Yeah, and I think a lot of people think, Oh, he doesn't have a plan for me, he does. Yes, but the thing is, we have to find out what his plan is, and to find out what his plan is, we need to know him. We can't just acknowledge him. Yes, I know of you, God. We need to get to know, because I want to talk to you today about trusting his plan for your life, for our lives. And have you realised that trusting, do you trust anybody that you don't know? No. Would you trust your life with somebody that you didn't know? No. No. If we're going to trust God with his plan for our lives, we need to know him. We need to surrender our life. Give our life to him. Let him take, let him take the lead yeah, that's good. and allow him to lead and guide us. Now, this week, I had that title, Trusting His Plan, because it's really spoken to me the last few weeks about the importance of trusting him, even when it's so hard and you can't see anything good in what's going on. But trusting his plan. And I got a post from a friend of ours, a very well, very spiritual man. And um, he sent me this really interesting article. 
that Bible scholars have studied. So I felt this was a really interesting thought for this message about trusting God's plan for us. And you know what? It sounds so plausible. It's the sort of thing God does when we see many types. Who knows? There are types and shadows of Jesus all through the Bible, starting from Genesis right up to now. So, you know, the picture we're given of the miracle of Jesus may possibly be different when you hear this. And I want you to consider it. I've considered it. And, it, and I know Bible, Bible scholars and Greek scholars and Hebrew scholars have, have studied it as well. And I believe there's, there's some truth in this, but I'd like you to study it for yourself. So hold on, it might be a little different. So, Luke 2, verse 8. Now, there were in the same country shepherds living out in the fields, keeping watch over their flock by night. And behold, an angel of the Lord stood before them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were greatly afraid. Verse 10. Then the angel said to them, Don't be afraid, for behold, I bring you good tidings of great joy, which will be to all people. For there is born to you this day in the city of David a Saviour who is Christ the Lord. Please don't switch off. We hear this every Christmas, but I promise you there's something that you're going to maybe see in a minute. Luke 2.15. So it was when the angels had gone away from them into heaven that the shepherds said to one another, let's go down to Bethlehem and see this thing that has come to pass, which the Lord has made known to us. These were not ordinary shepherds. Shepherds were in the fields of Bethlehem and it was a special place where the lambs were raised for the purpose to be sacrificed at Passover. They were not ordinary shepherds who looked after the sheep in the wilderness areas as other shepherds. So just picture this. Apparently, you'll know they're special shepherds because Uh, the angels came down at night. They were looking after their sheep at night. Normal shepherds, everyday shepherds, would take their sheep into the sheepfold at night. Okay? So, they were, listen to this, so they were Levitical shepherds, so like the Levi priests, who were chosen and trained to inspect the lambs for Passover sacrifice. The reason the shepherds were in the field at night, normally they would go home at night, was, hold on to your hats, to identify the first male sheep born without blemish. Does that ring a bell? Can you think of someone else that we talk about there? So, it wasn't really a smelly, dirty birthing place. When the mother sheep, called a E-W-E, was preparing to give birth, she was taken to a special birthplace that was kept sterile and clean for the arrival of the newborn lamb. Jesus was not born in a smelly animal stable. He was born in a manger that was 
was a clean, specified, a clean birthing area for lambs within this whole Levitical shepherding scenario. And they weren't swaddling rags. The shepherds would wrap the lambs in swaddling clothes, but to protect them from the cold. So when the angel told them they would find the child wrapped in swaddling clothes, they were very familiar with the terminology. The swaddling clothes were not rags, but Jewish writings say they were specially prepared by the priest. Jesus was swaddled in priestly clothes as a baby. Does that sound familiar too? Let's go to Luke 2.12. And this will be the sign to you. You will find a babe wrapped in swaddling clothes, lying in a manger. Jesus' birth was meticulously planned. Right down to these little details, I believe. It's no coincidence that Jesus was born in the same place the sacrificial lambs were born. Just as the shepherds were the first ones to greet the birth of the sacrificial lambs, they were also the first ones to see the sacrificial lamb of God and worship him. Every detail of Jesus' birth was planned by the Father. And Mark talked about prophecy. Micah, when it speaks about the virgin birth in in Micah and Isaiah and and Jeremiah, that was 750 years before Jesus was born. But actually, it was in the plan of God before time began. That's right. So, there are so, God is a meticulously, he plans everything to the last detail. You think you have a month to plan for Christmas, he's he's having eternity to plan for us. So, after hearing this, can you see the minuscule details God planned for the birth of Jesus? But I want you to think of all the people that got involved in the birth of Jesus. Everything came together in his time. So the shepherds at the right time, the Levitical shepherds in the right time, the manger, the wise men, the wise men, just everything was all in time. What What does it say in Ecclesiastes? In his time, he makes all things beautiful. So when you think of the shepherds, when they heard, go and find the baby wrapped in swaddling clothes, you'll find him in a manger. If they knew exactly where to go, because they thought, oh, swaddling clothes, manger, yes, that's that's where we, uh, the new lambs go. They did, otherwise they would have had to wander around Bethlehem, knocking on all the indoors to see if there was a mother and baby. But I believe they went straight there. God had that planned so they could go straight there. And isn't it amazing that he sent shepherds first? But all these people had to trust that first step. When Angel Gabriel spoke to Mary, that was a shock for her. Like Mark said, it was a big surprise. But she said, Lord... As you will, I'll do it. She didn't know what the bigger picture was. 
She didn't know the next step. She just knew the first step was, okay, you said it, Lord. Thank you, Cindy, because that's exactly what you said this morning. If God's written, if God said it, it's, it is so. So that's what she believed. The shepherds just knew that they had to go and find this baby in a manger. They didn't know anything past that. So I want to say, how do we trust God's plan when we don't know what it is? When we don't even know what it is? That's hard, isn't it? And I want to challenge us. Oh, who's still waiting, struggling to see the Lord's plan for their life? Some of us never find it because we're not getting to know who God is. Some of us at the beginning journey. Richard, Richard and I are 40 years down that path. We still are clueless sometimes. Okay, Lord, what's the next step? We're still at that place now. But we've learned to trust him. So we had an inkling, you know, when we left South Africa 25 years ago, we had an inkling of his plan. We didn't know the detail. And all those years ago, when we left South Africa, we often felt confused. I mean, we left the airport and we knew we were going to arrive in the UK. And from that point on, we didn't have a clue. So we just took the one step and we said, Lord, we trust you. And how could we trust him? Because we got to know him. He gave us a promise 17 years before. And we just spent that time getting to know him, allowing him to prepare us. And preparation is not always through nice things. Preparation is often through hard, challenging, that builds character. So we went through times of trial, wondering what happened. We thought God had such great plans for us, but all we saw was hardship. But the good news is, we were not alone. Mary, Joseph, the shepherds, the wise men went through it, following God, trusting him, not knowing. You know, I mean, let's face it. Baby Jesus was born, and the next thing they hear, you better get out of there because, you know, they're going to kill baby Jesus. That's a scary thought, isn't it? So, the good news is, we're not alone. Mary and Joseph and the shepherds, wise men, etc., went through it, and so have countless others. From the time Adam and Eve, they didn't know what God's plan was, right through to today. How many of you can say that you've been through some challenging times? Yeah? All of us. All of us. How many of you can say that actually I've got through some challenging times and I'm thankful for those challenging times? Yeah. Because they've built character. They've helped us learn who God is. They've helped us recognise how much God loves us. You may not know how your story ends yet, but God does. That's exactly what you were saying, Cindy. Thank you. He's got it all under control and he's busy working it out on a daily basis. Do you know what? Your job, our job, isn't to fit all the pieces together. It's simply to follow God's lead as he fits all the pieces together. That's right. We need to cooperate with him. God is not going to suddenly 
move you here, lead you here, lead you there without your permission, without your cooperation, because you have a free will. He loves you so much. He has a plan for you, but he wants you to say, okay, Lord, just like Mary did, okay, Lord, whatever you say, I'll do, because I know it's, it's good for me. So still, you know, waiting. How many of you experience waiting for these plans to happen? Waiting for a baby to be born. Nine months. Nine months. (laughs) Waiting for a house move. Waiting for a job. Waiting for a partner. Waiting to get married. Sometimes it takes a lot of patience, doesn't it? And we're not particularly good at being patient. How many of you are really good at being patient? Oh, Mark, are you good at being patient? Oh, would you like to pray for all of us at the end? <laughs> yeah, I'm pretty patient, but there are times when I be, that I'm impatient. I, especially if... <laughs> especially... Especially if it's getting tough. I just want to get through it. So I'd like to share a few practical things that Richard and I have found really helpful in, in trusting God's plan. When we have challenges come up, we just think, okay, stop panicking. Stop worrying. Stop going over and over and over the mountain that's in front of you and Stop. And look up and say, yes, God, you have a plan. You know what it's about. I don't, but you can see it. You can see the steps ahead. And I just have to get attuned to you. I love this message that Richard's sharing about the Holy Spirit. Because we need to be attuned, don't we? We need to have our antennae up and hear his voice. Right, so the first thing we would think is remember... How big God is. Do we have a big God? Yes, we do. Okay. Let's think, can God do anything? Yes, he can. He's God. He's capable. He created the whole entire universe from the smallest speck to the hugest ocean with nothing more than the sound of his Voice. voice. We chose to remember that no matter how impossible our situation seems to us, it was never too big for God. That's right. Did Lee? It's not too big for God. He can sort it. But sometimes it's not in our time. And that's what we have to learn and be appreciative of. Matthew 19.26 Jesus looked at them and said, with man, this is impossible, but with God, all things are possible. Can I ask you, put up your hands if you've seen God of the impossible move in your life. Oh, isn't that wonderful? So we knew, so another little tip is we knew and believed that God truly loved us because we're his children. We know that we know that we are his children. So often the issue was never whether God could do great things, we knew. But whether or not he could do great things for us and in us. But we remembered 
that the scripture had to, what the scripture had to say. He loves us as his precious children. And you as parents, do you not want to look after your uh, children and nurture them and put them on the right path and help them in every way possible? Zephaniah 3.17, it's not one we often go to, but it says, The Lord your God is with you. He is a hero who saves you. He happily rejoices over you. Renews you with his love. God celebrates over you with shouts of joy. I want you to picture God in heaven shouting over you with joy. He loves us. And that's what we have to remember when we're in a dark place or a challenging place. When we're not sure Can we trust you, God? Oh, I'm not sure. Just remember, he's our heavenly father and he celebrates over us. And he celebrates over us whether we're good children or not good children. His love for us is unconditional. Another thing we we always do is consider the bigger picture. How many of you know that when you give your life, when you surrender your life to Jesus... It's not our life anymore, is it? That's right. Our life is surrendered to Jesus and he wants us to go out into the world and be light and shine brightly. So it's not about us. Just because God loves us and wants the best for us doesn't mean that he will always, hold on to this, that he'll always have, that we'll always have things our way. After all, God allows challenges and suffering and tests. Right. Put up your hand if you've had challenges. Sufferings. Tests. That's all of you. If you haven't had any of those, I think you need to pinch yourself, see if you're alive. (laughs) Because because we're going to get them. (laughs) And yet when we're in the middle of the trial... We have to consider, we must consider the bigger picture. Our circumstances may not be what we would choose ourselves. Come on, let's face it. Yeah. Human beings will always choose the easy option. Yeah, they will. Is that yeah, right? That's right, yeah. I'm, I'm just thinking, we've got a couple of pregnant ladies here. In all fairness, if we could choose, would you choose to be pregnant and deliver babies? <laughs> if you had a choice... <laughs> No. We would always choose the easy option in, in whatever we do. He's going to buy one. <laughs> yeah, you could go and buy one. <laughs> so our circumstances may not be what we would choose for ourselves, but God isn't just concerned only with our happiness yeah. and our comfort. Yeah, that's right. Yes? Yes, come on. He's not. And how, ma- how many of us have learnt since the time we gave our lives to the Lord that that's the journey that we're on. He, it's, it's like each day, it's less of us and more of you, Lord. And sometimes we get it the wrong way round, don't we? Yeah. And we want it to be about us and not God, and God takes second place, or he's in the shadow, or he's a shadow of us. Good, Let's not allow God to be a shadow of us. Good, we need to be a shadow that's so good. of him. Yeah. 
And so it's all about, Lord, I'm here. I'm a vessel. Use me. Work in me. Lead me. Guide me. Let me fulfill your plan and purpose. Because I know God's plan and purpose for Richard and I up to now has not been easy, but it has, a, it has so many benefits. We are so blessed. Looking at you lot here. That's such a reward for us. But I know there's more to come, and I know that it's not... Just because we're getting older, I'm sorry, people that are older, doesn't necessarily mean it gets easier as we get older. <laughs> I, I think that God uses, you know, says, but you're mature, you've learned, you've grown so much. I've got so much more for you to be able to help and encourage others. So, you know, we're never too young, we're never too old for God's plan and purposes to be fulfilled. So God isn't just concerned with our happiness or comfort. I hope that hasn't burst a bubble. I hope you're all aware of that. His plan is so much bigger so much larger than that. I mean, I just want you to think, I just want you to picture Richard and I, before we gave our lives to Jesus, we were living for the world and we had no, we weren't looking for God. We didn't, you know, we were hippies. We were enjoying life and we just tootled on and, you know, just focused on ourselves. And then God breaks forth into our lives and turns us upside down and inside out. And he has a plan for us. Yes. Oh my goodness. And when I look back at this plan, how he's, every minuscule detail, the peephole that he's put in that path, it's, it's mind-blowing, really, if you think of all these people that he's put in that path over all the years. That this is part of God's plan. And I know there's people in the future that God's going to send our way. That we can invest in and talk to. And they can encourage us and move us through. And oh, I, I, I want to be here. I want all of what God has for me. Who wants all of what God has for them? Absolutely. So, back to his plan is much larger than that. And sometimes the painful circumstances we endure now are exactly what we need to prepare for the amazing things God has in store for us. So whatever we're going through now, there's a bigger picture. That God is developing us and building resilience in us, building character. And I know there's some very special people that I come alongside and they come alongside me. And they have had a pretty tough few years. And they're still in the midst of it. But, but God, I know without a shadow of a doubt that they are trusting God's plan for their life. And that whatever they're going through, God is going to use it and reveal his grace, his wisdom, his compassion, his love to others. So we may never know why we go through these things, but God knows. And can I challenge you 
to allow that to be enough. That God knows you. He knows every hair on your head. He knows every thought before you think it. But let God be enough. When you go through those hard things, you say, Lord, I haven't got a clue what this plan is. I haven't got a clue what you're doing. But I'm allow- Lord, I surrender and allow you to lead me and guide me. I trust you. I choose to trust you. Because what did he say to you this morning? Cindy, please repeat that. Yes. Everything he wrote was for each and every one of us as individuals. This Bible isn't just for a mass of hundreds of millions of people. It's for you and me. It's an individual love letter to each and every one of us. We've learnt to trust God's plan for us one step at a time. How do you climb a mountain? One step at a time. How do you eat an elephant? One bite at a time. One bite at a time. Please. Mary and Joseph. What was that? I missed some. Oh, sorry. Just someone. Mary and Joseph were given one instruction at a time. One step at a time. The, the shepherds, the wise men. Abraham, Moses. So if you look through the whole word, yeah. what makes us think we're any different and That's God's right. going yeah. to give us a 25-step plan? Yes. Yeah. He's not. He's not. So Mary and Joseph were given one instruction, one step at a time. But they both listened to the angel and went to Beth- Bethlehem. They were obedient. They listened. And they, t- and they took their first step, then another step. And isn't it amazing, 2,000 years ago, we're still talking about yeah, we are. Yeah. those steps that they yeah, took. So good. Still talking so about good. it. And I want people to be talking about in another 20, 30 years' time about us, the steps that we took, the plans, the plan that God had for us, that we were not going to give up on it, that we're going to trust him with our plan, the plan that he has for us. So, okay, we might not need a donkey, but let's encourage one another to keep trusting God's plans for us as we keep our eyes on. And I just want to remind you, remember that God is all-powerful, isn't he? Know and believe that God truly cares for us as his children. And please remember to consider the bigger picture. I was sharing with uh, somebody yesterday, I think, It's not a case of right or wrong. It's a case of doing what's right in his sight. And that to me is taken from, Lord, I'm yours. It's not about me having my way. It's about you having your way in and through me. I would like to read Jeremiah 29, 11. For I know the plans that I have for you, Claudia. I know the plans I have for you, Chris. I know the plans I have for you, Luca. I know the plans I have for you, um, Frankie and Steffi and Honor. I know the plans I have for you, Hannah. I know the plans I have for you, Pat. 
and Diddley, Josh. I know the plans I have for you, Mark and Lydia. I know the plans I have for you, Lizzie. He knows the plans he has for every single one of us. You may not have got connected to this plan yet. But we're going to pray in a minute that you're going to get connected because you want to choose what's right in God's sight. You want to choose what's right in his sight. And he says here, I know the plans I have for you, Diddley, says the Lord. They are plans for good and not for disaster. To give you a future and a hope. Diddley standing there today, she had the future and a hope. Yeah. And that's because of Jesus. Yeah, that's right. that's because of the plan. Yeah. Yes, we all go through tough, rough times, but we get through. And we are never without a hope and a future. Can you all say amen yes, to that? Are you ever, when, you, when we have Jesus in our life, he's our future yeah. and our hope. Yes, he is. So can we see that this is a promise to us? He's a, he has a plan for each and every one of us. But he can only fulfill it as we get to know him. Because we cannot trust him yeah, if we right. don't know right. him. If we don't know what his promises are. If we don't know what he's said. So we have to get to know him. And then we're able to trust him. And none of us can put our full trust in someone unless we really know them. I know we've said this many times. I love my husband desperately. And I can trust him pretty much. (laughs) <laughs> See, I got her a present. <laughs> but he's a human being and he's infallible fallible I knew it all along and he has you know we let each other down we don't mean to it's never intentional but things happen but with God you can trust him fully. Yes. Fully. Yes, but the secret is get to know him. Get to know him. So I want to ask you if are you able to trust God's plan for your life? Yeah. Do you find it okay, do you find it a struggle sometimes? Yeah. If you find it a struggle to to trust God's plan for your life, would you stand please? Because we all struggle. Sometimes it might be a a fleeting worry moment. And then you say, Lord. But we need to have that attitude 24-7, don't we? To immediately say, Lord, I trust your plan. I trust your plan for me. But we don't always feel that, do we? So let us just close our eyes. And I want to pray for all of us. I want you to, um, I just want to have a few seconds of just you talking to God in your heart and saying, Lord, I, I so surrender my life. I want to trust you every step of the way. I want to trust your plan that you have for me.
just surrender. Could we raise our hands and surrender? Yeah, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Lord, we come to you at this special time of remembering the birth of Jesus. Jesus. Remembering the minuscule details that you've put in your plan. Yes, Father God. From before you were born. Thank you, Jesus. To those amazing thoughts of the shepherds and the the lambs and swaddling bands and Mary and right up to this day here. Yes. Where we are now. Thank you, Father. Thank you for your plan being outworked in us. Thank you for your plan of field church. Yes, Father God. Thank you. Thank you for the plan that you you had to have everyone that's in this room walk through those doors today. Yes, Father. It's your plan. Yes, Jesus. And Lord, we choose. We surrender our lives. Lord, firstly, we choose to get to know you in such a way that we can trust you fully. Thank you, Lord. You've written it. You've said it, so you've written it. And your promises are yes. Yes, they are. And and amen. amen. Yes. Thank you, Lord, that you're a big God. Yes. Nothing is impossible for you. Thank you, Jesus. And Lord, we commit the plans that you have for us, not our plans. The steps of a good man are all yes, in you. Yes, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord, we commit. I commit, I choose, stand here yes, right now, Lord, you, Lord. And we stand together and commit <laughs> your you, plans yes, Lord. for them to you right now. Yeah. And your promises and proverbs that you would lead yeah. and direct their path. Yes, Lord. And Lord, even when we can't see the next step mm. ahead of us, we choose. Yeah. To trust you, Thank you Jesus. with the plan that you have for Amen. us. And Lord, we want to give you all the praise yes. and all the glory, even for the tough times. We thank you, Lord, for fruitfulness. Yes. Thank you, and Jesus. we thank you, Lord, that we are going to make a difference yes, in this world around us yes. because Amen. of your plan in our lives. Amen. In Jesus' name, and everybody said, Amen. Amen. Yeah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, baby. Oh, yeah.